The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Today's episode of That's So Retrograde is brought to you in part by our friends over at Thrive Market. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde to get 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. Now play the jingle. Yes, that is so retrograde. Hello. Welcome back to the show. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hi, Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. How we doing? Sing song in my name. Sing song in. That's where I'm at today. Around this town. Yep. I tell ya. Hair, body, face, baby. All the damn time. It's wellness. It's health. It it's is. mindfulness. It's consciousness. We're bringing it all to you in a in a platter. Wow, of fun sounds delicious. Is it? Yeah, serving it up nice and hot. Yeah, piping hot wellness. Piping hot today. We have Ben Glebe joining us in a little bit. Wow, we're talking politics. What a and show! Consciousness and following the call in your soul. Truth to power, baby. You know it. It's all happening. And you know what? I think we're gonna do roses and thorns at the end today. Woo! Switching things up, guys. Trying it. Out. Can I just say that the the controversy controversy sorry I just got new teeth <laughs> the controversy of roses and thorns marches on it marches on it, it has evolved into a new controversy which is top or bottom <laughs> happy pride <laughs> amazing um, but before we get into the entire show because we've got a great one for you yes we do I want to know Steph yeah. what's happening in your life. You do? I do. Oh, uh, well, I guess nothing and everything. Okay. Um, are you leading me into an ad or are you genuinely asking I'm me questions? I'm just generally oh. asking you what's up. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, You're like, what, like where, where's I'm this like, going? I'm like, funny, I'm drinking Daily Harvest smoothies. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, I had like a very beautiful, felt like last week I was kind of in the darkness around yeah. the dating stuff. And then I had this moment over the new moon where I was just like, you know, everyone always talks about like open heartedness and compassion. But like, I think I always forget to turn that on myself. And I had like a real moment of like truly being open hearted is being open hearted to your own humanity. And it really like shifted my perspective and I feel a lot better. The other thing is there's no better solve than questions about dating than communication. Hmm. Like I think, you know, putting yourself out there is really valuable. And if you're confused or feel like out to sea or something, just ask the fucking person. You mean in like in a scenario which someone you're hanging out yeah, with? Yeah, where I you're see. like unclear right. or like you feel like you're in your head and like things aren't going the way that you thought that they would or whatever. Just having communication, not being afraid to like look dumb for asking a question or like looking vulnerable or whatever is so valuable. Communication, baby. Yeah, and that's where I really was like, oh, the compassion to ask for what I need is what I need right now. It's a forever journey of like re-remembering that. Yeah, and like going deeper into it Uh too. It's Uh weird, especially like at this age, I feel like it's interesting to be having this conversation with myself where it's like I I felt like I was good, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't because I was like trying to act like things were. Yeah. But I think also with with quote unquote doing the work and wherever it applies in our lives, like it's never done. Well, yeah. And I definitely in my own experience, like I I hit 
like kind of like plateaus a little bit and then I'm good and then I need to like level up and yeah. it's just a constant like um, uphill in like a fun great way and sometimes you like set up camp and you hang out and then you're like whoa wait, wait like because well, what to you re- want and what you need is changing yeah so it was easier for me to be a certain type of way when I was younger when I didn't care as much and when the stakes weren't as high and now that I'm getting older and I want different things I'm like how do I run this new fucking this new desire in this old program so it's like a shifting conversation internally. I love that you bring that up because I actually want to shout something out that just launched today um, through Gabby Bernstein, who you know I love, Mm -hmm. who really, for me, like her and Marianne were two of like my initial like entrances into spiritual learning. Uh And um, I think she's going to end up coming on the show pretty soon, which is great. But she just launched this... um, free video training. It's like a three separate video courses. Okay. And they're totally free and they're training about... Training for what? About working with doubt and self-uncertainty. Okay. And um, getting more um, connected to purpose and kind of working through confidence blocks. Love so that. I love that. Yeah. It's just kind of... I've... I told you that um, I saw this new healer today, and we're really working on finding the root to been, what's been going on and expressing itself through my skin, but really it coming down to like how I've been dealing with stress management and really kind of going deeper into the root of what may be causing the health issues. Interesting. And so I'm kind of on this new like upward climb a little bit. And um, these videos are really wonderful and great. So we're going to link to that and they're totally free. And so if anybody else is kind of feeling like, hey, I want to, I'd love to evolve a little. Yeah. Let's try it. Why not? Why not? It's such a good time. It was just a new moon. It's a great time to start fresh, be with yourself, set yourself up for the next six months of the year, guys. Love it. Got six months of this 2019 energy left. Be a boss and fucking take ownership of your shit. And you know what? I think this is also a really good time to mention <laughs> our friends at Thrive Market. I'm living for you today. You're so dumb. I've got a list of shit to talk about. <laughs> She's on a mission, guys. Keeping it on the rails. Wow. What would happen well, if no one did? <laughs> what would this show be? It would be a lot different. Um. So Thrive Market, our partner, one of our partners today. Who partners are they? Tell life. us. They're an online marketplace for all things health and wellness for your pantry and refrigerator. We love them so much, and uh, there's just an unending amount of happiness and health behind the the four walls of yeah. Thrive Market. So it's basically like if like a Whole Foods and a Costco merged together and lived online. Yeah. So you're getting the amazing prices, you're getting the convenience of delivery right to your house, and you're getting, did I say prices? I said prices. Yeah. It just makes everything just so much more accessible. I met a random hot guy at Air One the other day. As one does. And we were like sitting having lunch because he was friends with my friend. And then he was talking about like how he has to like piecemeal his shopping together mm-hmm. with like Air One. And he can't really shop there as much. And then like Whole Foods, but it's like so expensive and whatever. And I'm like, just looking at him like, why are you not on Thrive Market? Right. And can I give you my code and my phone number? <laughs> and my phone number. That's <laughs> yeah. thrivemarket.com slash retrograde and yeah. free one out. No. No, yeah. Um, yeah, so I did a little something in the move. Okay. Um, I put together like a hero box order okay. for the new house. Cute. And the first box I brought into the new place was my Thrive box. And I like set up the soap and I set up the paper towels and like Oh my God, did you feel like pepper. such a lady baby? I, it was full lady baby. Lady baby. Prime like 
thrive being yeah with thrive that's amazing it was amazing so you know i mean if anyone's listened to the show more than once knows that thrive just like holds it down for us yeah, in such a do. real way so head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde you'll get 25 percent off your first order and a free 30-day trial i think the membership for the whole year is like 60 dollars. Yeah. you will save that money in one order in less than one just order. try it out see how you like it and let us know yeah thrivemarket.com slash retrograde y'all okay so we are heading into a conversation with our dear friend ben glebe he's been on the show before i think like season one that's so retrograde he was is actually a dear friend of both mine and Stephanie's separately. If you could even imagine a time. If you could imagine a time. So I met Ben predating my friendship with Steph. And obviously Steph knew Ben and was close with him through the comic world. Mm -hmm. I think I met Ben at Sophia Bush's birthday party in Utah for her 30th birthday party. It was a minute ago. (laughs) That was not to make a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, and we've all just grown and you know, become dear friends together. And now he's about to embark on a very interesting exploration. And we're going to talk about it. I haven't chosen who we're going to endorse for president at this point. But we, like all of you, um, understand, and like Ben, understand that this election holds a lot of weight and can really be influential in like the course of American history for real. For real. And what I love about what Ben's doing is he's just raising the voices, the conversation of the people who really do want to affect positive change and also like want to see this country be the country that we were led to believe that it could be and with a moral fucking backbone. Well said. And so um, I'm just excited to, you know, open the conversation for the 2020 election here with a good friend of ours who is doing something bold and mighty. Let's get him on that debate stage. I am absolutely fucking dying to see that. Like, Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't know if it's like the little leprechaun on my shoulder. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> who loves mischief. <laughs> but I just want to see Ben Glebe on the fucking debate stage because I feel like he's right. There is something so powerful about having a normal person in that conversation and what that could do to break up the bullshit. Amen. So So, without uh, further ado. Bring it to the interview. We've got Ben Glebe joining us, our dear friend. And Mm -hmm. you know, you hold such a special place in the history of That's So Retrograde. Mm -hmm. And I know we talked about this on the first episode, but Stephanie, you have a a podcast, Mm -hmm. have had it for... Eight years. Eight years, a really long time, called Last Last Week on Earth. Earth. And Stephanie and our friend Julia were invited to be guests on your show, and I tagged along. Mm -hmm. One night, just young kids hanging out, partying. Yeah, my old Hollywood apartment. I got to be on it a little bit. Yeah, you just started chiming in because you had to say something, and you were hilarious on it. Thank you. You're welcome and, and insightful. I she's like I really think I have a future in had this. the best time, and I really had such a ping in that moment of like, wow, I, I like I had a call, I felt it. I didn't really feel it, like wasn't able to identify it at that at the time, but I, I was think you like, said you went to the restroom and you thought to yourself in my apartment, maybe yeah, this is something full on that full I want to do. I was very lit up, and so you guys should, should go listen to that old episode and hear the first time that Stephanie and Cottage run a podcast together. Yeah. What were we talking about? It was very sexual, first of all, I'll tell you that much. Well, obviously. Because there was a girl that I was starting to date at the time who was the CEO of a really big company, and she listened to my podcast, and that was the episode that had just come out. And then she texted me, she's like, do you host a sex podcast? <laughs> I don't know if I can. You're like, no, date. my and girlfriends like, are just monsters. Yeah, I was like, That's, I swear that was a rare, that was a rare one. Really funny. So just to like 
time jump a little bit. The last time you were on the show, mm-hmm. we had you on to discuss the state of politics. Yes. This is when our dearest President Obama was still in office. Oh, it was? Wow. Still my guy, as and my mug that I drink out of every morning says. And um, <laughs> my mom gave it to me. Nice. We, you, I remember very clearly you talking about the probability of the fact that Trump actually could win. Mm. Oh, okay. I mean, there I was remember, a lot there was a lot of like predictory wow. things happening in that conversation. And now you're you here. said Trump was the president we deserve. Uh, oh yeah. Right. That's right. You were and the look, first person I yeah. heard say that and you I You were very Michael Moore. Yeah. Yeah. Truth or Ben <laughs> I know. And I wrote I wrote a Huffington Post article about the same thing and I wasn't, you know, I just was calling it like I saw it because we have become very unhealthy in a lot of ways in the way we actually walk the walk that we say we want to not do in our country. We espouse different values than we actually carry out. And it just seemed like there was this underbelly that was like aching to come out. So now mm-hmm. it's 2019 mm-hmm. and you've decided that I'm running for president. Right. Correct. Okay. Yep. Cue the sound machine. What sound? Trumpets? I'm not, not running for king of England. <laughs> hail to the chief, maybe would have been good, but not. I'm not running for. Her, I'm not running for the king the of Game of Thrones. I feel like that sounds like when like Ariel and her sisters are revealed at the top of Little Mermaid. <laughs> king Titan <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, it's really What's good. You found like- your calling now. Watch Stephanie goes on to do just trumpet sound effects the rest of her life and Steph got leaves the, the podcast behind. I'm like in the bathroom. Like I think. <laughs> it's something I could really be good at. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened to me when Trump won, actually, just a few months later. I thought, oh my God, two things now entered my head. One, our nation is at severe risk. Yeah. And two, maybe I could do that. Like anybody could be president now. It's the one positive of his administration is that he opened up our democracy to people realizing you don't need this traditional background. And I thought, but, like, I might need to throw my hat into the ring right. to help fix this. You don't need this traditional background, but it's not like he's proving that he's being successful in that job without the background. So I'm curious about that. Sure, 100%. But the problem with Trump is not his inexperience. It's not like he's messing up the conventions of being president. Like, he doesn't know how to sign a bill or doesn't know, like, what right. door to leave at the White House. <laughs> It, Although I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. George W. Bush had that problem, too. Great great video. You've got to Google it, where yeah. he literally has a press conference and then leaves into a door that's a fake door, and he's, like, stuck, and he turns around really uncomfortably. It's an amazing moment. All of our last presidents have made the presidency seem a lot more accessible, except Obama, but, like, all the rest. No, but like, even Obama, because he was grassroots, and he was true, unlikely. True, There was true. a lot about him that kind of broke the mold. That's a good point. And so... It's not like he doesn't understand how to be president. He's Mm -hmm. just a horrible person. And so the things he espouses and works for are horrible. And he's a selfish, self-interested, racist, misogynist, horrible pig of a person. He's an orange monster that has to be stopped. So it's not like, oh, if he'd been a senator before, he'd be great. Right, right. It's it's not nothing to if do with experience. If he'd been a senator before, we we would just know he was. We would know how horrible this it type was. of piece of shit. Exactly. So it's not the lack of experience in politics at all. It's just the fact that he's one of the worst people to ever live, and he's a con man and convinced people he was a regular person and an outsider. When in fact he's the ultimate insider, and he's the ultimate. He says he's going to drain the swamp. And literally, like, 19 of his administration are in jail or indicted after less than two years. Yeah. So he's just a liar and a con man. I'm running because we, I think we need a true outside voice and a true regular person and a comedian and an artist voice in this race. Somebody who's in touch with the things that actually matter to real people, not to big business. 
and who's more of a regular person than a road traveling comedian who for two decades just lives my life in comedy clubs right. with regular people excited to get free chicken wings getting drunk with regular people after shows like that's my real life least favorite things about going on the road with you <laughs> was hanging out with people after the show <laughs> <laughs> Ben's like come on let's I, go get a drink have some food with these people yeah. I'm probably gonna you know hang out hook up with one of them I'm like Ben <laughs> no I don't he's like come on Seth I only take you because you're fun I'm like okay first of all that's rude <laughs> second of all I don't want to drink beer with strangers afterwards mm-hmm. yeah but Ben I I'm feel a man like of people you stuff. are I'm not I'm Fair a cunt enough. who lives in a castle <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've known each other for a long time yep and you've always stayed out really late Yes. And slept really late. Yeah, still. How are you going to make a morning briefing? <laughs> I know. I know. That's one thing I might have to borrow from Trump is his executive time where he starts his day at 11. It's insane. He works like four real? hours a day. I, I'm, I'm currently in my campaign working, no joke, like 22-hour days most days. I'm working 20 to 22 hours and sleeping like four, two, one, That's maybe one thing five I hours. I do feel like you've been training for this because you are the... You don't sleep. I don't sleep a ton. You're yeah. crazy like that. Yeah, it is bananas. So I'll, I've been able to get up. I always can kind of get up early when I need to for things. I just try not to schedule early things. But as president, I will get you up early. Do that. That's I will. That's first thing, first order of business. As president, <laughs> I will get up early. <laughs> no, but so the reason why I really did want to have you on have this conversation is because of what you were just saying, which is that I find politics to be so difficult to connect with because I think a lot of the issues are things that I don't personally affect me or the way that they're spoken about or just seems so purposefully pedantic and almost like fake intellectual to design or which are designed to make us not understand. Right. So I do think that it's very interesting to have, like you said, a voice that has no vested interest in pleasing the establishment, mm. even as much as like, like I love Elizabeth Warren. I think she's amazing. Oh, I thought she, you were going to say me. Oh, I love Elizabeth. <laughs> Cott. I think she's amazing, but she is a people pleaser. No, <laughs> she, but th- that's what it is. You know, they don't speak up for things because they have all these different entanglements. Mm-hmm. So a, that's why I think it's cool. And B, I guess my first question is like, what are the things that you feel like are most pressing to address from the standpoint of the average person. Sure. So I think there's a lot. So just in general, that first point is so important. That's what I've always done in my political commentary over the last decade and a half over um, for my podcast. I intentionally make it funny and even dirty and weird because I want politics to finally be something that's not over people's heads, that they don't intentionally make complex. So most people tune it out. Mm-hmm. I want to make it engaging. If reality shows can be engaging, it's the ultimate reality show. It's people who are flawed, who have affairs and who steal money and do all the things that are interesting in a reality show, but they also control bombs and budgets of billions and weapons. And it's just much more interesting reality show. That's the way I look at politics. So I would always talk at it, even as president from that frame, I would always try to say, all right, guys, here's the story. Here's what's really happening in the country and just break it down real right. in a way that people can all get on the same page. Which is what Trump kind of said he was going to do. Right, and then doesn't. Right. He, says, and he, he does talk it plain, but w- with lies in every sentence. He's also so plain that he's, he's dumb. He's completely ridiculous. I have the best words. That's something he actually says. I have the best words and uses only very tiny words always. I got the best word. But tremendous is a pretty big word. It's a, it's a pretty solid. <laughs> Three <laughs> syllables. Yeah. I know. Multisyllabic. I mean, literally, he's the president. And in his campaign, he literally said many times on, on public forums, he goes, I come from a very smart family. My uncle went to MIT. Who the hell? What, what adult <laughs> man plugs their uncle's education? It's insane. That's hilarious. It's insane. So just in general, I would try to make politics much more relatable because they keep being able through this rhetoric. And it's the most important 
basic thing to divide us yeah. by keeping us confused right. and thinking we're on opposite sides. Yeah. So my two biggest goals, I have 14 policy positions on my website and on the, my leave behind card, but on the front are the two most important, stopping Donald Trump because he's an existential risk to our nation, to our values, to our institutions, and even to the concept of truth. The guy literally calls truth fake news and lies and calls that real. And in a world where we don't, and we're moving to this post-truth era, we're just giving up even the concept of truth, there will be chaos. You can't have health. You can't have a base of, of, of reality, of knowing what the hell's happening in the world if you do not know what is right and what's wrong, what's up and what's down. You just It's ultimate chaos. Which is so crazy. Something's so crazy. Sorry, not to interrupt sure. you. Sure. But- and the second goal is taking our democracy back. But go ahead first with your question, then I'll say what that means. Well, it's... It's, it's more to a point that you just made, which is that the goal of being divided. And look, I have a parent who is a Trump supporter, mm-hmm. and he can even identify that the goal is to make them di- to, to divide us. So it's like even on this this axis of like liberal versus conservative or whatever, both sides understand that. But no one seems to understand how to bring us together and stop pinning each other against right. each other. So why, what are the things that we need to all know that are like, here's the unifying principles of what would make a good candidate? I love it. You've gotten very good at this podcasting. Those are some very incisive questions. I, I, I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so you've gotten very good. Yeah, I mean, you know, the episode yeah. that we did that you don't remember, maybe it wasn't as good. This is one's much better. I was, yeah, that makes sense. You were a young child of twelve. Yeah. When was it? Who knows? Anyway, so <laughs> twenty-two a, years ago. Twenty-two years ago. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is its twenty-fifth year. <laughs> that's what's gonna be us, though, for real. <laughs> <laughs> that's so retrograde. We're very tired. Uh, Geriatric issues of wellness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so retirement age. That's your new name. Um, okay. So Don't lose track of my great question. I'm very sorry. I would never lose track. Okay. Of it. okay so. So in general, why I say take our democracy back is the most important thing, because in every way, the powers that be are trying to keep us, like I said, from coalescing as one country, right? That's why one of the other slogans we're about to roll out is one America. We need to all be one. We need to all be equal, equal protection under the law, equal protection, uh, equal rights, equal treatment, equal pay. It's... we can no longer stand for anything but equality in every single piece of rhetoric that tweets and says Republicans do this and Democrats do that. You do this, you do that misses the point that the real issue is top-down. Yes. Okay, we are all one country. We have slight ideological differences on issues and sometimes bigger ones, but it's far less important than you can't even work at the margins. You can't fix our social issues if you allow the people at the top, and we're talking like not even the top 1%, like the top one-tenth of 1% keeps grabbing so much more of the money and the resources and the legislation so they have even better tax breaks and even better situations and even less regulation that Trump's trying to roll back. There's no money left. There's no yeah. programs left. They're being all eroded for all of us, Republican yeah. or Democrat, left or right. They just keep trying to subdivide us. They even color code us red and blue. That's the exact colors of Bloods and Crips. Yeah. Maybe if, you know, we should get rid of colors from our parties and maybe we would then have a better system. So the issues that we need to do to get our voice back is to realize we are one country, we are one America, and we need to have one, we each have to have our own voice honored as the most important basic thing. So that means we have to make partisan gerrymandering illegal. They literally carve districts around black people yeah. so their vote does not count as much. Yeah. In my administration, you go to prison for that. 
yeah. taking away someone's right to vote. It's yeah. the basis of what makes our country. We banned the Electoral College because that was made in a time when you couldn't get information to people in these different states and our colonies. Yeah. And now we have the internet and TV and radio and information gets everywhere very easily. Yeah. It should be one person, one vote. That way our votes start to move towards what the majority of the country do, what want, instead of like Hillary Clinton winning by three million votes and then is not president. Yeah. The vast majority of the country want her to be president. Yeah. And instead we have this orange monster named Tupé Fiasco, who's running wild <laughs> with our nation. Yeah. And so we also need to take our democracy back by making sure we have paper ballots again and not digital ballots because everything gets hacked every two seconds and the Russians are already infiltrating our voting systems. And if we don't know if our vote's real, we don't have a democracy. All of those things on top of that big money in politics. Money controls not only our legislation, it can, they lo literally lobby and get everything shifted towards them. There's tax breaks going to oil companies that make billions of dollars yeah. and are ruining the environment. We're still giving them subsidies. Yeah. It's bananas. Yeah. Those are the things that are the true systemic issues that are what are stopping regular people from having voice. And we need to reverse that and stop that. And even in our elections, I'm trying to run for president and we have, it's so hard for us to get the money infrastructure going because we're not in the machine. Right. Because we're not Elizabeth Warren's campaign has been in politics for 10 years plus, or Bernie's been in politics for 30 or 40 years. We don't have already multi-million dollar machines going. And even so, all of them are still spending four or five hours a day on the phone begging rich people for money. I'm not doing that. I'm not asking for your endorsement now, just to bring another voice, a I, voice of a real person into the race. That's what I think is interesting. I, I think that to have that voice there would be fascinating and important because they don't, they're not being real. Right. And, and that's why fucking Trump won. Right. Because people were like, finally, someone who's real. Because Except he was just faking it. So how about a real, real but he dude? wasn't faking it. He was rogue. That's what right. it was. Right. It was something that we'd never seen before. Exactly right. In a, in a very stiff, predominantly white male kind right. of like... You have to be in a certain family and in a certain echelon. Right. And I do think that, weirdly, Obama opened the door for that just because he was sure. not of that ilk. Sure, but for sure. But then also, comedy is so, in a post-truth era, comedy is where you go for truth. People trust their comedians for their news, like John Oliver and Samantha Bee and John Stewart, over their news anchors because they know the media spins and lies and comedians don't. Right. So why wouldn't you want a comedian as your leader when we're known for truth? We're the truth tellers of our society. We're yeah. one of the last ones left. You went to my launch event. You saw my 35-minute speech. What, what do you think of the whole night? I thought it was great. I Did, really liked it. Thank you. I, um, that's why you're here right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And so those are just some of the grand issues, the systemic issues. But then there's a million individual issues that are all affected by the same thing. So we need a constitutional amendment my campaign's proposing to protect a woman's right to choose. Because obviously, this, but no one, no one's, no one's suggesting that. Even Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris, who have two amazing plans for protecting women's right to choose, aren't calling for a constitutional amendment because the fight is hard. I don't care if the fight's hard. I'll right. piss off everybody in Washington right. because I have nothing to lose in that sphere. Right. So we need to roll back the federal ban on abortion funding, of course, that they're they're both proposing. But we also need a constitutional amendment so none of these states can block it anymore. Mm -hmm. That needs to be, no white old man should be legislating a woman's body. Yeah. If your religion's against it, great. Then get your religious congregation to not have abortions. Right. It's totally your right. Of yeah. course. Yeah. But you shouldn't legislate based on your religion and the people in power now are allowing it. Which they're is, against it, but they're like, letting it happen. Is it like the first thing we learned in like U.S. history? 
Like, that's the only thing that stick to me. Is what? Separation of church and right, state. Right, right. Like, that's the, like, that's the number one right. thing that I remember. Yeah, they're telling you what you can do with your body. And that's why I also think it's very important for a man to stand up for this. Yeah. Because, of course, women want to legislate in their own self-interest. Everybody does. But for it to be morality... Yeah. You need to actually stand up for all of humanity, even when it doesn't directly affect you. But it does affect you because it affects, if you're a man who likes women, it affects you. Sure, but people don't see it that way. Most men don't see it that way. They're like, oh, whatever. It's not me. It's You know what I mean? So you'd rather someone have a child that they don't want to have if, if it's yours. I mean, I have a lot of illegitimate children not running you, around there. Not you, but, so. you know, like to, to these men, like, so it doesn't affect you when you have like an illegitimate child Well, that's, that's yours. why they're completely hypocritical too, because so many of these Republican dudes that legislate against it, then their mistress gets pregnant and they have them have abortions of all of the time. Yeah. They're just completely full of shit. So that's another example of an issue. Another issue to help undo the balance and the off-balance-ness of off-balance nature of our country and help close the income and wealth gap so the 290 million of us get more power and control in our society, I want to give what I'm calling a cost-of-living tax refund to everyday people, to lower- and middle-income people, so that if you work a full-time job in this country, you will get a percentage of your taxes back every month so that you can actually save some money, pay some bills, and have the ability to not worry constantly about your money because there's just no money in this country left. I want to combine white-collar prisons with regular prisons. Mm. There's even a class system in our jails. How insane is that? And those criminals are worse. A white-collar corporate criminal who robs millions of people of their life savings. When they don't have to. When they don't have to, and they're already rich, and it's just greed. Yeah are getting to go to a country club jail Yeah. when someone that sold weed in their neighborhood so they can put bread on their table for their families so they don't starve to death, that person goes to jail for life with rapists and murderers. So you put white-collar criminals in there, mm-hmm. not only is that a more fair punishment, but that's how you're going to get real prison reform. That's how you're going to close private prisons and yeah. end cash bail is because you're going to have the people in power realize, oh, shit, this is a fucked up system. I don't want to be in here. You know right. what it's exactly like when there was, like, the shooting on the baseball field in Washington, D.C.? Right, all, all of a rep- sudden, those fucking senators were like, oh, we need to do something about guns. Even though they still did Even though they didn't, but in the moment— but at least bump stocks were banned, and that's something. That's good. And in the moment, they, like, realized the reality of it because you can't be affected by something that literally doesn't affect you. Right. So that's another example of an issue where we can meet in the middle, and I would talk to people in a way that politicians don't, is, like, you can't be so strident. We can each have our own opinion as to, in an ideal world, what we hope the legislation would be. You might be a liberal that hopes all guns are banned, but I don't. Because I'm trying to find middle grounds. I personally enjoy shooting guns sometimes, but I speak on that particularly because I don't want Republicans or people that are conservative and are guns rights people to think I'm going to take their guns away like they did with Obama. I would not. I make that very clear from minute one. I would never take your guns away. The point is to find common sense middle ground gun legislation so it actually passes for once. We can't have shooting after shooting and keep saying, we got to ban all guns. We got to do all this. And then people on the other side are like, well, absolutely not. Non-starter conversations over. So instead, I say we need common sense legislation we all agree with. 85 or 90 percent of people are down with stronger background checks, universal background checks, longer waiting periods. That's what we do. I think we can take assault weapons out of the streets, high capacity magazines out of our guns and still keep hunting weapons like rifles and handguns and meet in the middle and actually start saving lives. Right. Now, so all of the, there's so many more issues. We've got to modernize our schools. That's how you bring power back to the people. Our entire education structure is built to keep people just trained to be workers and not to think critically. What does school teach you? Memorize these dates, not what was the cause of the war. 
it's they never teach context. Here's why you might want to learn this so you can get a life in a career in this or that. Instead, day one, it's like you don't do you do these homeworks and study for these tests or you fail. It's punitive. It's scary. So you hate school, but you're like beaten down into studying. Instead, we're going to say get students to opt in. Here's why you might want to learn this. We're going to teach financial literacy. We're going to, have you ever never had an economics class ever? We're teaching you how to balance a budget, Ugh, how to pay taxes in all of our years of schooling? Wish. It's insane. Yeah. None of us know how to do it. And then we're stuck being poor and not knowing how to manage our finances while the rich people that already have super fancy accountants and tax dodging lawyers are the ones that keep accumulating more and more wealth. Right. We have to modernize our education system. So much of it. So much of this, modernize and humanize our immigration system so we don't treat human beings at our borders like animals. I think it's great to eat cage-free eggs. I believe in cage-free children more than that. <laughs> it keeps their meat softer, too, you know, yeah. when, when they get to roam free yeah, in yeah, their yeah, childhood. Yeah. I think it's sorry, important. Man. And our planet, I'm sorry, it's already lastly say, our planet is dying. Plastics. And that's, a, pl- pl- that's why I'm drinking out of this reusable bottle. I'm trying to shift off plastics myself. But in general... We need to also reframe that. So the right has been very effective at letting big business say, we don't want to change our business. We don't want to get off fossil fuels. So we're going to make it seem like liberals are these tree-hugging hippies that are soft and want to hug a tree all day. No, instead, I frame it differently. I say, this is the fight of our lives. Our planet is dying. I want to go to conservatives and, and say, are you not macho enough to take on this fight? I thought you were supposed to be tough. Let's step up and save the planet. Pretend you're in Armageddon. Let's fight together. You have to frame it in ways that get both sides on board. Okay, we interrupt this very important political conversation. To have another political conversation about shoes. Shoes. Shoes that are conscious, which is kind of actually in line with what we're talking about. It's really important. Yeah. We're talking about Rothy's guys. You know them. You love them. You're curious about them. And we're here to deliver you with all of the intel. They're the stylish, sustainable, and most importantly, comfortable shoe that is just the go-to for everyday use. Rothy's is the everyday flat in multiple styles that we're so excited about. Elizabeth and I both are constantly wearing our Rothy's. I love my point. I'm so happy. I just got my black ones back out of storage. Oh yeah, you were wearing them yesterday. As soon as I, I told you how I made that list of like things I thought about while they were away. Oh, that's smart. And my black Rothy's were on that list and I was so happy to get them back. High praise from Elizabeth Cott. Guys, what can I say? Me and Meghan Markle, we love (laughs) the black pointy. (laughs) So they have the flat, the point, the loafer for women and then they all also have the sneaker and the slide. Yes. Which is very exciting. They're great and they're constantly putting new styles up. I just noticed on the site they have this really cool like rainbow one. Rainbow sneaker. Cute. In honor of Pride Month. Oh my God, I saw those at the party and she's I got really excited. So cute. And she's limited edition. So head <gasps> on over there. Those. I also really like, they just did a release. It's like this honeycomb weave. So there's like a red apple, a maritime, and a sunshine. And they're so cute. Love. In the sneaker, in the um, flat, and the point. So. That's kind of my favorite thing. I always kind of hop onto rothys.com and see the new releases because they're constantly putting up new ones. And then they're like, cancel, not canceling, but like whatever, run, like the limited release of these. So it's kind of a fun game to like keep, keep an eye out on what's happening over there. Do you see my face right now? What's your face? I love the rainbow sneaker. Oh, loving them. It's so cute. So if you two are also Rothy's curious, head over to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and use the code retrograde and you will get free shipping and free returns. Oh, And also they have one of those great programs where if you then 
uh, refer somebody else. You get $20 off your next purchase. They get $20 off. It's like a whole fun thing. So just have fun. Again, that's rothys.com and enter retrograde at checkout. So as a comic, obviously you're an expert at framing things. You're, True. You've always been so dynamic on True. stage and, <laughs> and so comics, not me, but thank skilled you. at communicating ideas. Like I think as a comic, that's kind of if you break it all down, it's communication of ideas. Mm-hmm. So why going from that to now the presidency, which is a leap, obviously, and you know, kind of the road less traveled. And some might say to run for president, you'd have to have like a certain level of insanity. Right. Flowing through you. I probably for got a certain level For that to be a good idea. So where was the, like, how did you hear the call? Like, how did this decision become made within you? So it's a call that I denied for a while and I rejected for a while because of how intense and scary and it's like the hardest job you could ever go for, obviously, right? Like I haven't been sleeping, I'm working around the clock and it's a job that as my campaign gets taken more and more seriously, it's going to be more and more difficult to, you know, force come. It's the only job in the world where like millions of people actively try to stop you from getting it. Yeah. Nobody else tries to stop you from becoming like VP of a company. Yeah. But millions of people are like, no, fuck you. We're going to stop you from getting this job. And they'll make up lies about you and they'll come at you. So it's the scariest thing you could take on. Yeah. So as a comedian, as an artist, an activist, you know, I even created the Telethon for America back in November, which helped us in some way create our historic voter turnout we ever had in our midterms historic among youth ever back in November and the best overall since 1914. You can be effective as a private citizen if you do that kind of stuff. But I just kept feeling this call. I would watch the news and be just shaking my head at where our world is going and feeling like the politicians are ineffectual. They just do not stop it. Chuck Schumer gives some very lame speech and Donald Trump has to stop doing this. And if he does, he must stop. Okay, and then he goes and laughs with him the next day in a meeting. And he's like, Trump threw a temper tantrum. No, this is fucking serious. The world's dying. Our values are going away. And white supremacists think it's okay again to to march in the streets. So we need to fight harder. And I kept feeling like people need a communicator that communicates in a different way. We need a Trump on our side, the side of the good guys. We need somebody who can boil it down, who can make people laugh, who can connect to people. And I just felt like it needs to be a comic. I can do it, I think, better than most of them, but somebody else could have stepped up. John Stewart could run. He's better than me, but he's not running. Yeah. Bill Maher's not running. These people aren't. Bill, Bill Maher said we need somebody who can shred Trump like a stand-up shreds a heckler because Trump is a heckler, and to stop him, we need a comedian. And then he won't even have me on his fucking show, and I love his show, but it doesn't make sense. People intrinsically want these power structures to stay in place. Right. And so I just couldn't sleep at he night. He won't have you on the show? So far, no. He's like, we're booked. We'll see you down the line. It's like, I'm doing what you called for. Yeah. And you should respect that. You know, Joe Rogan will have me on his podcast. I went up to him. I'm like, I'm running for president. I'd love to come to your podcast. He says, no, you're a comedian. You won't be taken seriously. I'm like, dude, you're a comedian and you're taken very seriously. Yeah. It's insane. It's like this self-hating thing in the comedy mind. I guess we all have experienced it to a degree, so I get it. I just understand why it's like, that's why I wanted to talk to you because I'm like, I think that just giving voice is part of the change. Like 
we if we want to if we if we say we want to hear something new, then we better fucking hear something new. Yeah, it's like it's literally the definition of insanity to need change and to keep trying the same thing over and over again. Career politicians and super rich people, and then wonder why nothing changes. It's yeah. the definition of yeah. insanity. Don't let insanity rule your life. Try something different. And I don't even need an endorsement. I just need people to give us a dollar or more at Glebe2020.com to get my voice in the race on the debate stage, and then we'll see what happens. Of course, I will endorse whoever whoever ends up getting the nomination if it's not me, but we need a breath of opinions and someone to call these people out on their bullshit. So I chose to do it just because I just felt like I would regret it the rest of my life if I saw our country keep falling down the drain and I just didn't do the hard choice. So I here's, applaud that. That's so here, amazing. Thanks. Here's a question. Sorry I got so intense. No, that's about. good. It, this point. is what it takes. So if you say that we, we get you on the stage here and uh, but you, you know, you don't become president, just mm-hmm. in a hypothetical. It's it's, it's possible. I'm yeah. aware of that. But are, polling is this, shows. There's is, a chance I might not. Is win. this a new era of your career? Like you're not an you're not an old man. You could still you could keep this going until you know. In four years from now, you get involved in more local politics. And four years go by, maybe you run again. You know, in ten years, you could really be holding like a significant amount of power. If is this is your germination of truly becoming someone who's involved with change in politics? Sure. I mean, the germination has not been great for the Jewish people historically, but I do see Dead. your point. <laughs> We're planting seeds. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, that's something I'm grappling with. I don't even have the time to really grapple with it now because I'm so focused just right now on, on the campaign. Of course. But, you know, there was somebody that volunteered to help the campaign, a guy I knew years ago, and then I got on the phone. He's like, you shouldn't run. You should run for Congress. There's a Congress spot open in the valley near where you live, and you could do it that way. Yeah. Well, I might, down the road, run for Congress or Senate. Yeah. But years ago, I supported Cory Booker when he ran for the Senate. Okay. And at a private fundraiser event, he said all the great things he wanted to change in the Senate. Everything he wanted to change. And I raised my hand and I said, "Um, with all due respect, you say you're going to fix everything. And we know you're going to get to Congress and not fix everything or really much of anything because mm. the system's broken. So why even say it? Yeah. And he was kind of caught off guard and he says, and he's running for president now, obviously. Yeah. And he says, well, it is true, actually. The system is very broken. And these days you can often be more effective as an artist or an activist. So that's the path that I chose to continue on for the last eight years. Yeah. So by his own reasoning, I'm more qualified to be president than he is. Uh, Firstly. Dad, are you going to say that on the debate stage? And I would say that on the debate stage for sure. For sure. That's hilarious. Okay, firstly. But secondly, so then I'll just reassess after this. And I certainly think I will be a lot more more politically voiced. I've been that way already for a decade. But I'm sure it will be a different phase of my life. But I also will continue being a comedian. Even if I get elected president after eight years, I'm going back to not clubs, but theaters (laughs) By then. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> I'm not in theaters Sorry, by then. Rick Bronson. Ben will not be returning to House of Comedy Phoenix. I'll still play the House of Comedy because I love Rick and Tammy. No, yeah, but they're great. The other clubs maybe I'll be ba- <laughs> yeah. bailing from. But but I'll always go back to comedy because that's the best way to connect people one-on-one. And I love it so much. Yeah. And so I don't want to become the career politician that I speak against. So I'm looking just at, what are these called? The drop off cards? It's leave Behind. Leave Behind. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it. Obviously, there's like essence of your comedic background showing up in this. So healthcare for everyone, because obviously, mm-hmm. as you mm-hmm. said, cage-free children, mm-hmm. not letting robots take over. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. I think it's a, a an effective way of, of catching people's attention. But you're saying you're watching the news and you're saying people aren't taking it seriously. So talk about 
infusing comedy into expressing what your platform is, but also but also the fact that you felt that this is such a serious issue. So like, where's the, like, it seems a little bit of disconnected to me. What do you mean? I, I don't remember saying I didn't think people are taking it seriously. I think people aren't getting involved. I think people aren't activating. I think it's more like what Stephanie said earlier is that people feel like the news and politics is over their heads. And so I've always right. tried to bring it down to a level that's more interesting. And I think because I'm a comedian, that's my competitive advantage here. I can't shy away. And I've been doing yeah. it too much. My advisors, like I have a team of like, my senior advisors are former Obama administration people and Hillary Clinton staffers, people that ran her field office in Iowa and all these different things. And they're saying, be funnier, be a comedian, be a comedian. And I can't because I have so much passion. So I'm being a little bit funny and then also like going on these rants and stuff. But I think that it's important to have humor in these things because that's what makes people get it. Yes. Like, you know, Elizabeth Warren's site for the issue of, you know, modernization of, of, of automation taking over might be like a more human centric approach to the future. And it's like, what? Yeah, I'm like, that's don't I'm let the robots take over. Yeah. That doesn't end well. You ever seen any science fiction story ever? Yeah. The robots don't have our best interests in mind. Yeah. So I'm just trying to keep it accessible. And so people that aren't engaged in politics, that's the biggest. We don't need to win over Trump supporters. I think I can activate a lot of people that just don't vote, but want somebody different and real. Yeah. And then we can expand the Democratic base that way and we can win without needing much of them. And if we get a lot of them, that's wonderful. I want their support because I want them, the ones who are willing to admit out of their ego that they maybe were conned by this guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I also I'm curious about something. So yeah. we started this conversation. You had like a lot of disparaging things to say about Trump, which I totally agree with. The first talking point on this card, leave mm. behind. Mm -hmm. Got it. It says stop <laughs> the orange monster. Yeah. Okay? Like funny. I Those t-shirts are on my site. You can buy them. But, it counts as a donation. Stop the orange monster. Okay. Great. Okay. Love that. But like, I just wonder like to lead in with. She doesn't think being, it's funny and she's not amused. Being <laughs> opposed to someone else. Like, yeah. isn't there an opportunity to take like a higher ground and not meet them where they are at, where they're speaking disparagingly about people. And that for me is the most heartbreaking thing to see somebody in power mm -hmm. Being so just using the type of language or lack there of language that mm. is just like it's just hurtful to see somebody like for just to take out of like what, how he's speaking about John McCain like that is like, horrendous horrendous so I think that his daughter Megan is a friend of mine it's it, it pains me to see exactly. the way he continues even in his death to attack him it's exactly bananas. Yeah. so then to attack somebody it's to me mm -hmm. it feels like it's going low. Oh, it totally is going low in that respect. And I just have to, in my humble opinion, strongly disagree because I think that's the biggest problem Democrats have been doing Agree. for a long time. They play nice and that's why they lose. They play nice when you're fighting for your life. I agree. When you're fighting for the future. You cannot bring a grape to a gunfight. It's insane. This isn't a fruit fight. The Republicans in power, not Republicans in the country, but in power, always play dirty as hell. Yeah. And they're playing dirty as hell for evil things a lot of the time. Yeah. And you can't fight evil just because we're the nice guys with politeness. Yeah, you resting lose. on your morality right. gets you fucked over. If if we don't believe, if we believe that we need armies to occasionally go to war to mm -hmm. fight for the best values of the world, war involves fighting, shooting, murdering, killing, bombing. If that's okay, saying fuck you, Donald Trump is okay as well yeah. because you have to be able to talk low to evil. 
I'm not talking low to anybody else. I'm not disparaging his supporters. I'm not disparaging people as a group, half the country. I'm just disparaging this evil force. If Hitler was in charge of our country, I would say, fuck you, Hitler, and try the best to raise forces to stop the cancer in our society. Fuck Cancer is an organization that my friend Yael Braun started, Scooter Braun's wife, and it's called Fuck Cancer. No one's saying, well, you shouldn't say fuck to cancer. You should say love cancer and kill it with love. There's There's certain things you have to crush with everything you've got. I just feel like Donald Trump is an egomaniac. And the best thing you can do for an egomaniac is talk about them. That feeds their ego. So like why lead in with that? Because you can't beat him otherwise. I just imagine me on a debate stage against Donald Trump. Who's going to defuse him? Him going on his rants where he's going to make fun of the opponent, make fun of the Democrat, and they're going to say, well, the, that was, a, that was a, certainly something beneath the office and dignity of the presidency, and the, he's right. going to win, and people are going to be like, hell yeah, he's this insult. And instead, I'm going to go, here's what the president and leader of the free world just said. Wah, 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 I'm a little baby. <laughs> I'm a tiny baby boy, and I'm a little, little baby. And I... And I peed my pants. I peed <laughs> my pants. You are a child. Grow the F yes, up, sir. That would fucking that light that shit up. That would get 90% Basically, of the country behind me. I agree. Getting where you want, the goal is to turn the debates into roast battle. Yes. 100%. Yes. I would love Jeff Ross to moderate the debate. <laughs> and I would, love, I would love the wave getting up and going, oh. <laughs> we need Brian Moses. Brian Moses. Yes. <laughs> and Jamar. And Watkins, man. I want it. I want that. That would be, because that's real shit. Yeah. And we don't have time to be polite. So I love Michelle Obama. And I just disagree strongly with her when they go low, we go high. I think when they go low, it's a perfect chance to step on them because they're down there and we win with our values. You can't, you have to be polite when you're talking about polite things. When you're fighting for your life, you go hard. I feel like that's like, I can just imagine like the career political liberals in Washington having that exact feeling of wanting to fight something and then just being like, well, it's beneath us to go beneath us. Yeah. And you're just so like and, and together and then no one else thinks it's beneath them. So you fucking lose because you're too busy trying to be nice. It's, I fully agree. Like that is the one thing with like the liberal whole world that I hate. It's too PC and it's too polite and it's ridiculous. It's like, this might even be like a dumb example, but like Obama at the end when he was campaigning for Hillary at the end, kept going, Barack Obama, and he kept saying like, criticizing Trump for everything, for a lot of things that most Americans do. So he's like, uh, Donald Trump is somebody who rates women on a scale of one to 10. I love that, who our, does that? our candidate does impressions. Yeah, right? Why not? First <laughs> time, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll do a British accent when talking to British dignitaries. <laughs> Hello and welcome to America. <laughs> so. Okay, but most of us rate people one to 10. Guys and girls, you'll see a hot guy and be like, that guy was a 10 that just looked at me. Yeah, We do you? these human Maybe. things. And so... To act like we're high and mighty always is just not accurate. Yeah. Most people have flaws and are real and talk dirty and like privately say dirty things. And like, so let's not act holier than thou. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. And let's admit and that. And let's be fucking pissed. Let's be pissed. And so let's realize that we, you can be flawed and you can have your mind go on, think weird things and, and not always the most noble thoughts. As long as you're a good person and you're fighting for good values, I think karma and the end result of your life will be no it'll be clear how positive of a, of a force you are you all cuss you have a podcast about wellness and yeah. about but you cuss you don't think that 
changes the way, you know what I mean? It's people know the vibration of where you're, you're living on. People understand right. it. And I think you just have to be able to come hard at the important fights of our life. And no one's coming hard enough. And no I, did one not mean that to sound, enough. I did not mean that to sound like it <laughs> not did. Not this table. <laughs> <laughs> I've been too busy in the campaign, so unfortunately. Well, then. It's not great for a sex life. I gotta be honest with you. That's really well said. Thank yes. you. And I hope to see you up on that stage. I think that it would be something really special. Thank you. And we're really proud of you that you're, you're taking this route because it is the road less traveled. It is the scary choice. It, it, like you're living big. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you, Elizabeth. So proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on to discuss it because we're just trying to reach everybody. I know your audience is one that's very thoughtful and that really considers things from a different perspective than most people listen to most podcasts. So it was I think we should me. all just donate a little and get just get you up there. Like I, <laughs> I just you. think that being disruptive is so fucking important. Very important. And you know that's that's I think where we sit in a certain regard in this space that was so like you know, like airy and like inaccessible. That's why we love to do what we do. And I, I just feel like you have that same energy towards this politics thing and we get you on the stage and then we'll see what happens from there. Thank you. You can do it on your phone. It takes like two minutes. Tell G- our listeners how also, to do that. Also, his uh, campaign slogan is we out here. We out here. <laughs> what oh, better ben. slogan? <laughs> we out here. What better slogan to represent the people that are here and are being overlooked? It's, it's most so of us. so good. I'm obsessed. Thank okay. you. So again, it's Glebe Jell- G. Jelly? Jelly. G-L-E-I-B 2020. For so long, I always did I-E-B and you'd I get know, mad at me. I know, very annoying. G-L-E-I-B 2020.com. It takes two minutes or you can go directly to the donate page. It's tinyurl dot com slash donate glebe we'll cool. get a link up somewhere yeah. thank you so much Absolutely. and and just give whatever you can afford but even a dollar counts we need to get sixty five thousand individual people to donate in these next 10 days and i'll be on that debate stage amen let's do it baby i might throw my bernie sanders impression in there come on do it really quickly I don't want to be next to this comedian. How did this even happen? Why is he here? <laughs> you actually <laughs> though look like a son of Bernie's I know I know as I said in my in my speech, I, I might not have political experience, but I do have politics in my blood. My great-great-grandfather is Bernie Sanders. <laughs> he's very old. Man. I love him. He's very old. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ben. Thanks, Ben. My pleasure, ladies. Thank you. This segment at the end of the episode of Roses and Thorns is- The original. Yeah, OG, is brought to you by our good Friends at Daily Harvest. Uh, what is Daily Harvest, you ask? Well, you are about to find out. It is one of our favorites, favorites? I can't fucking talk. Favorite breakfast discoveries of the last year. Breakfast and beyond. So they're these single serving cups that take like two seconds to prepare. We love the morning smoothies. Mm-hmm. It's where it's at. Mm-hmm. And they, they're delivered to your door, carefully sourced, chef-crafted smoothies, savory bowls, overnight oats, and more, built all around the ethos of fruits and veggies. And don't forget, there's over 50 options. Ooh. Hi. They're very, very, very easy and very delicious, I have to say. It's pretty truly like a just-add-water situation. Or you can, your favorite, nut milk. Sure, sure, sure. Milk with a Y. A for a, a bowl, perhaps. Mm. A coconut water if you're feeling jazzy. Okay, get creative with your liquids is what we're saying over here. So... Essentially, you head over to daily-harvest.com and you can choose like a weekly delivery, a monthly delivery. You can choose from 9, 12, 24. You can do a monthly plan and the prices kind of vary the more you get. And then you can also, they'll do like these kind of like packets. So there's this 
smoothie one that I'm about to order for the Smoothie Edit, which is the full flavor spectrum of all their smoothie offerings. You best believe I'm about to order that for my new kitchen. I love that. Get that new freezer. It literally, you know the TV commercial they have where you open the freezer and it's just a clean freezer with just yeah. daily harvest bowls? It's actually my dream. My full dream. Yeah. It's so good and it's so convenient. And what I love about this is all of us get into that mode where life is happening. Things are busy. And then all of a sudden it's 5 p.m. and you're like, fuck, I haven't eaten since breakfast or whatever the case may be. And it's like, I just feel like that's, A, that's very unhealthy. Running on fumes all day long is like no longer the vibe. Mm -mm, It's not the 90s, you guys. No. So this just, I feel like it sets my, from my own personal experience, it's like set me up for success to like eat healthy, eat clean, and the convenience factor is just like incomparable. Couldn't agree more. So that's daily-harvest.com. Enter promo code retrograde. You'll get three cups for free in your first box. Get over there. Run, don't walk. Daily-harvest.com. Promo code retrograde. Hell yeah. Roses Ugh. Blame Bethany. Roses and thorns, baby. Wow. I still, like, can't. Sometimes I just listen to that to, like, make me smile. So funny. So funny. So silly. So roses and thorns, as Andy Cohen told us, was not co-opted by him into the Bravo vernacular, but Bethany Frankel. So don't you forget that. And we're bringing... (laughs) We thought we... Love when you get saucy. I know. It's just really... It's just funny to me. Like, the whole thing is just... So silly. It Why is. not bring it up a million times? Totally. Um, so we thought to Episode 203. <laughs> <laughs> we thought to balance, you know, this like political heavy conversation, we would like bring it down to like a more product discovery <laughs> level. And I'm really interested, Steph, in like three roses that are happening in your life right now in like what you found out there on these streets. Okay, so I'm saving my beauty recommendations for our soon-to-be collaborative episode with Natch Butte. So good. So Can't I wait. just want you guys to know that I have a lot of those. That's a coming. That's coming. But there's a couple things. Okay, so you guys know I've had eye problems as well, and um, I recently started wearing contact lenses again. Ooh. And it has been like a year since I've really worn contacts because I was just so afraid that my chalason would come back. Ooh. So I went to Daly's, which is cool. Even though, okay, here's a thorn of the rose of contacts. I'm using so much fucking single-use plastic. Like, I use daily contact lenses. Every single contact lens has its own tiny plastic case. Like, is there a more sustainable option? I had a vision where I invented... Like, um, and I don't know if this already exists, so if I did, that's cool. Please just <laughs> direct me to them. But if I, if I didn't, if they don't, I'm going to invent this. Where it's like, you know how when you get like a, like a pack of like probiotics or something, they, the casing is that like aluminum foil casing where you just pop it out, but there's no – the whole thing is one thing. Why don't they have that for contacts? Where you have like a little foil – I don't know if it's like foil, but it's like a metal thing that has like a little container and then you pop the contacts out, but you're not every day throwing out. Yeah. Because it's big pieces it's of plastic. Of- I looked in my trash yesterday and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm, are contact lenses not sustainable? I mean, probably, but I don't really know. It's just, please. it's stressing me out. Inquiring minds want to know if anyone has any intel on some advancements in the space we'd yeah, love to I'm, know. I'm dying to know but okay so that being said that's my thorn of the context but okay. my rose of just like having you know settled into my eye health um I still get really dry eyes especially because it's allergy season in LA because what the fuck is this like hot cold rainy 
like no idea. A lot's coming out, and so my eyes have been super itchy, and I a lot of eye drops irritate my eyes as well. Um, but I discovered these allergy eye drops from um, a homeopathic company called Similasan. Mm-hmm. You can get it at you know like Rite Aid or whatever, and they have different specific eye drops for different needs. And the allergy ones, like my eyes have been itching from the environment and from contacts, and a lot of times you can't use certain eye drops with contacts because they'll make them more dried out. Right. But these are amazing. So That's so good to know. Yeah. I, they look like this. Allergy eye relief. Oh, I've used those before. Yeah, these and are also great. I got one while you're on the, the topic of eye drops, I ordered ones from Thrive Market that oh. are in these little in I mean it's not plastic sustainable because they're in individual oh, I little know those. plastic Boyron things. or whatever. I'm trying I've to find the name before. of it. They're great, though. Yeah, um, yeah Boyron. Yeah. They're the Optique One eye drops because a lot of times um, the eye drop solution really only lasts like six months. Yeah. And so it's just an, a way to like keep it fresh. I like those for like if I'm going out to a party yeah. and don't want to have like a big thing of eye drops in my bag just to have like I that I feel little. you. Okay, so that's one. The second thing that's um, discovery is you and I both discovered this brand of CBD products that uses Ayurvedic essential oils. It's CBD and THC. Okay, that's true. It's called The Root of It All. And this brand will change your fucking life. I've been, they have a full spectrum of different uses, like unwind, um, stop, go, relax, revive. Like there's all these different, and with the different like oils and different milligrams of the THC. I'm two I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with the sleep one, which I know you are. It's called Stop. It's in like a purple jar. And what it does is it takes various Ayurvedic herbs yeah. that are, promote sleep and rest yeah. and then mix it with a THC-CBD yeah. combo that yeah. also promotes sleep and, and like rest. And like valerian root is in it. It's the real deal. Seriously, like I've had so much trouble with when I take usually CBD to sleep or like melatonin or whatever, it gives me the weirdest fucking dreams. And I also like end up super groggy the next morning. That's why I never take sleep aids because – the only thing I could really take is like magnesium because mm-hmm. I just get too weird in my head. It's perfect. Amen. I'm obsessed with it. I'm and so then with I also love in the morning to take the go one because it's like energizing and then there's like a little THC in it. So you get like, you don't really get high, but you just get like a little yeah. lifted. It's just like, it's, I think also dose is a big It's not a high thing. dose. You just have to like, you I'm know, if you have a dropper. dropper. And yeah. I think the recommended dose is three, so oh. you got to play around oh. and see what works. Oh, then I'm like under the yeah. legal limit. Exactly. I'm to up my dosage. And then the third thing I just want to invite everyone, this isn't a product discovery, but it's a plug. I want to invite everyone on Saturday during the day to the standard Pride Pool Party. We have a um, ticket link in our Instagram stories and stuff. Um, it's to 100% of the proceeds go to It Gets Better and It Gets Better is an amazing organization that just provides a safe space for LGBTQ uh, youth around the world. And, you know, it's a cause that's near and dear to my heart. So please buy a ticket, support, come party. We'll be there. Yeah. That's my, uh, that's it. What that, about you? Those are your three. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will start with. We had a pretty fun night Saturday night. We did. Which ended up at a Robin dance party. Talk about pride. Which I was like, is this really a thing that happens around LA? I felt like we like all found each other on the dance floor. Yeah. It was such a moment. It was so had fun. The best time. Yeah. Felt a little worse for the wear the next day. Uh-huh. 
And I was so hungover on Sunday, Elizabeth. I ate everything in my house. <laughs> so I found these patches. They're in that CBD tip, but okay. of course, it's called the Good Patch is the brand, and the patch itself is called the Hangover Patch, and it's a 15-milligram CBD patch that also has B1 and B complex and a green tea extract. What? It saved my life. Really? I bought it on Seven Space, which is an incredible website that is like a they have like all hemp focused products okay. on it. And they're I mean the curation on there is incredible as is, but this in particular product is a hero product. It's twelve dollars. I will be stocking up on so many of these. That's amazing. It's a dream. This the brand also makes I think they make one for like period cramps and like just one to like chill out with it's just like a really fun discovery I feel like all of us who love a Robin dance party probably need these in our arsenal I drank so much Fernet Bronca that night I don't know who I think <laughs> because they had they fucking had Fernet at the Echoplex and at Akbar. I was like this shit is You're fancy like, who knew yeah I know who knew so good so then on the new house tip yeah okay so I've been seeing this trend happening with like a a non-paper, toilet paper alternative. So there's this brand called Bippy, B-I-P-P-Y, that actually a friend of mine who I've known from Michigan is on the founding team of. Amazing. And did you guys know that 27,000 trees get chopped down every day to make toilet paper? Like somebody, like there's innovation happening in this space and I'm really, really happy to see it. So um, Bippy is made from bamboo and I was like questionable. I was like, how's this going to feel? What's going to happen? It's great. It's like a great ply. There's also another brand called Plant Paper that it's like, like I'm just, there's a lot of these more mindful options coming out and I want everyone to try them. It's really exciting. And Bippy also makes, which I haven't tried yet, but they make like, a wet wipe like DIY. It's like a foam that you put on the toilet paper so that it you know it's okay for like your like flushing system, whatever is used. Do you know what I do when I need a wet wipe? Please tell. I put coconut oil on my paper towel. Okay. On my- Great. DIY. Yeah. So um, I just want... Happens sometimes. You know what I mean? Not all poops are perfect. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So it's just really a fun discovery. I'm excited to see this space kind of changing and more options being offered. That's awesome. So Bippy, B-I-P-P-Y, and the other brand is Plant Paper. They're both awesome. And then, um, you know, summer's here, so I've been kind of like playing around with like, what's my summer beverage It's because you're going to be entertaining a lot in your apartment. Yes, exactly. So... um, Topo Chico okay. and Rosewater. Okay. It's the new... Sounds amazing. It's my new favorite delight. I love that. So Mikey Dimitrovich, before he moved out of LA, which is really sad, pour one down for edible spirit. I literally can't handle that it's conversation. It's so upsetting. Yeah. But he made us rose water yeah. from the roses in his garden. I've been using it as a facial mist. Yes. Facial mist. I've been putting it on like a little pad, using it as an astringent. It also... Pairs very nicely with a bubbly Topo Chico. Today I spilled a little on the floor and I was like, no, this is precious. It's really good. I gave some to Joey and he was like, you need to bottle that. Yeah, it's in a bottle. Yeah. Oh, you mean the Topo Chico stuff? No, like, like... Like, it's a retrograde drink. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Mikey, come back. Yeah, <laughs> we, need <laughs> we need you. We need you. So that's great. And I feel like also, even if you added, like, a little bit of, like, champs to that, Ooh. it would be or like a, on Fuegs. Yeah. And then, speaking of drinks, yeah. John Hill asked me was doing a thing the other day on his show and, and texted me. He's like, what's your drink of choice? Saying that, like, your drink kind of, like, says a lot about someone's personality. Yeah. So mine is... 
a good tequila on the rocks with a side of soda water. I like that. And I was wondering if maybe we call this the lady baby style and see if it can like catch on. I like, like that. Like I'll have te- uh, tequila on the rocks, lady baby style. Lady baby. Cute. Or tequila and soda lady baby see, style. See, for me, lady baby style is shaken, served, shaken, squeezed with lime, served like a shot, but like a sipping. Yeah. I don't like ice. I think that would be the Falcon. Okay, that's the Falcon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, really excited. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so those are our drinks. Pass it on. Pass it on. Clase Azul forever. Yes. And then also there's this other one that's just a little bit less expensive and I'm going to butcher how to pronounce it. It's called like La Gratana. I'm going to take a picture. They I discovered it at Condor in LA, mm. and but they sell it at Whole Foods and it's really good. It's like $30 for like this great bottle of tequila. Amazing. So... Thank you. Take with that what you want. Should I we get hope out of that here? works. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much to Ben Glebe for joining us and for just like, you know, taking the road less traveled. God bless the United States. Exactly. God bless. Exercising our right as an American. I just feel like we need another white man as president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, no, but we seriously love Ben. Let's get him on that stage. Yeah. Donate. I donated $20 yesterday. Great. We'll put, um, we'll put a link below in the show notes as our website is still just finishing touches ready. of the makeover. Also, we'll throw the Gabby Bernstein free video link down there. And the pride. And the pride link. Cool. Thank you guys so much. Oh, and go ahead. If you feel like it, leave us a review. We love to hear from you um, on the iTunes page. Love you, mean it. Thanks so much. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. Namaste listening. Thank you so much to our partners at Thrive Market. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde for 25% off your first order and a free month's trial. Yes, that's a retrograde.